How do we begin? How do we usually begin? Oh, God, how do we usually begin? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there is any usual. Is it? I think how we usually begin, actually, is with me saying something along the lines of, well, how should we start? And then we just end up starting. (laughs) So we started. There we go, then. Excellent. Oh, ah, that's how we begin. We've got to have a yawn within the first 30 seconds. That is de rigueur. Are you speaking into that microphone? I am speaking into that microphone. Okay, it's gonna... tilted downwards slightly. Maybe I should uh, tilt it up. I'll tilt it up. Oh. Okay, well, there we go. That's Yay. the admin taken care of. <laughs> so I'm glad, but you're glad we kept that in, listeners. Everybody loves this bit, don't We they? would like to... Well, I said we would. You weren't aware that I was going to do this, so this is nothing oh, okay. to do with you, but I would like to dedicate this episode of the David Eagle podcast to the lady who came up to us after our theatre production mm-hmm. that we were do, we've been doing over the last two weeks. It's a very long theatre production. She came up after the show that we were doing, the Ballad Journey Longstaff, and she was this uh, woman, apparently very glamorous, glamorous-looking, glamorously dressed, flamboyant woman in her 80s, and uh, she came up to us afterwards and she said, I have only... I am a theatre reviewer. The last person in the theatre that I shook the hands of was Harold Pinter. Mm-hmm. And I would like to shake your hands tonight. <laughs> and so... <laughs> then she said, do you shake hands? Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, I suppose... In fairness, if the last hand she shook was Harold Pinter's, he's not had a coffee, has he? No. So he's been dead a while now. It should so be fine. He'll be all right. Yeah. Quite an interesting woman there that we had a chat with. And we we looked on the press list. She, she told us her name. And uh, we looked on the list of reviewers. Her name wasn't on there, so I don't know whether she was just some sort of weird, mad, eccentric woman, but before we get into this episode of the David Eagle podcast, I know many of you think, well, surely you are into it, but before we fully take a dive into content land, uh, let's have a little a little listen to uh, some previously moments, and uh, that'll mm. get us in the mood, Ellie. Yeah. Don't know why I lowered my voice in that weird way where I said that'll get us in the mood. We don't want to be no, in the mood for that while we're doing the podcast. No, thank you. After the podcast, well, previously on the David Eagle podcast, lesbian sexual oh, encounters. No, 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 no. Is that not it? That was, well, <laughs> if you remember, that was last week's previously. Mm. If you didn't listen to the podcast last week and now you're thinking, I want to hear more about the lesbian sexual encounters, then you'll have to listen to a previous week. But right now, this is this week's previously <laughs> section. <laughs> Previously on the David Eagle podcast. I think this is a testicle-free zone. I just want to fuck her. I want to go back to Hungary in two days. I just want to fuck her and go. So you can't use language like that in front of a bishop. We're going to keep it wild tonight. Yeah. Now, one, two, three, here we go. I don't know what I'm talking about. Violence towards disabled men. Here's a bit of Phil Collins. <laughs> go on, everyone. Why are you fiddling with the crotch? <laughs> I just grabbed hold of my penis and started doing it. Bring it Why in. Why are you leave it alone? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why did you pass it there? <laughs> now it's time for the podcast that makes listener Fiona go. <laughs> it's the David Eagle podcast. With me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. We're back. <laughs> I always feel like the energy really uh, increases after we play the previously section because you've got the music going on yeah. in the, over the top. It, it really gets me going. <laughs> I've removed quite a few layers, haven't I, Ellie? Oh, uh, well, what's coming up? Well, what's coming up indeed? Because you can see now that I've taken a few layers off. Anyway, well, we got the regular features. We've got cassette roulettes where Ellie will be putting a hand in my box and she will be pulling out a cassette and whatever is... Oh, that's the cassette she's pulled out. 
She's already done it. She did it earlier today so that we can find out what is on the cassette. Whatever is on that cassette, we shall play. I recorded all sorts of things when I was a child up until my teenage years. Last time on Cassette Roulette, it was some rather odd clips from a talk show. A local talk show in 1996. If my mate Reuben was here, <laughs> he'd spank you with a spatula. That was um, my favourite quote. And a woman with some very poor sexual health advice. But what will be on this week's Cassette Roulette? Well, we'll find out in a matter of minutes. Things are really getting dramatic in Herbal Tea of the Week. It's our penultimate Herbal Tea of the Week in our Cold Brew series. It's tea number nine so far. Tea pigs who came last in the Hot Tea series. But when it comes to Cold Brew, tea pigs are reigning supreme currently and have been now for five weeks, I believe, with their mint chocolate chip mm. tea. But can there be... I was going to say a storm in the in a teacup. But I suppose that sort of... No, that sort of works, doesn't it? Yeah, because... Yeah. It would be a different meaning in this context. Yeah. But uh, can there be a storm in the teacup in so much as there will be an upset, maybe? Not we don't want an upset teacup, obviously, because no. we want to be able to drink the contents of the cup. And there's and a lot of electrical equipment in here. Exactly. We're going to give the tea a smell. We're going to give it a taste and see if we can get a new champion on the penultimate week. And then... Ellie, mm. we've got something very special up our sleeves Ooh. for the final week of Herbal Tea of the Week, and I think it's gonna it's gonna ruffle a few feathers. <laughs> I was just thinking of saying the words "ruffle a few feathers." All right, well, feel oh. free, Ellie. Don't let me stop you. Uh, Might ruffle a few feathers. <laughs> 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 Might cause a bit of an upset. Who knows? It's not hot chocolate, though. No. No. It's not our chocolate. We've learned Don't our worry. lesson. Although it would be interesting. Maybe. I'm not cold brewing no. the hot Why? chocolate. Why? Because I didn't like it the first time. Yeah, but you might like it cold. One thing we've Ooh. discovered... No, because you didn't... I since suppose. the cold brew of our current reigning champion, yeah. the Tea Pigs Mint Chocolate Chip, you have tried it hot and yeah. you did not like it hot. Didn't like it hot. Some like it hot, some like it cold. Ellie didn't like it hot. No. I've not tasted it hot yet, so no. I, I can't tell. In fact... That's what we're going to do in the final week. We're going to try. I'm going to try it hot as a oh. sort of additional bonus. Yeah. But I think as another additional bonus, Ellie, yeah. we should try the hot chocolate tea cold and yeah. see how it goes. What? Yeah. Yeah. It might well, not be so right. claggy. Uh, uh, it might not be as claggy. So it's going to be an absolute. We're teasing ahead to what's coming up on the following <laughs> week's, week's podcast. So, so far, it's been what's happened on previous podcasts and what's coming up on next week's podcast. Ellie Skinner has yep. a contribution for Spammer Time. Mm -hmm. Ellie's received something in a junk box. <laughs> 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 and she'll be telling us all about that on Spammer Time. And there'll be a few stories and anecdotes and maybe some comments along the way too. All that and more coming up on this week's The David Eagle Podcast with me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. <laughs> you know what? I'm almost yearning for the days of what's the time, Mr Eagle. <laughs> we won't be able to do that for a while, though, if we were to bring it back. Because you'll be... Oh, Monitor. Because you'll yeah, be away just, and you'll have to... I've just hit the monitor with my uh, bottle of water there. Um, we've got a pet lizard now. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, monitor lizard? Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing internally. <laughs> I just suddenly doubted. Monitor lizards have really, really, really <laughs> vicious bites and you can get sepsis from them. Ah, and I saw hey, one that was like six feet long. Animal fact. 
when I was Penel in Tanzania. penis in there. Uh, well, well, I didn't you spot, certainly get bitten. I didn't <laughs> spot the monitor lizard penis, but no, I'm, it might have been a lady one. I more meant that normally we do animal penis facts. Oh, that's which true. That time it was just an animal fact. So we're getting more highbrow. Oh, let's see if I we can, can find. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we can find um, monitor lizard. Monitor lizard, or just lizards will do. Um, <laughs> any lizard penis facts <sighs> that we can have before we get on? There's a little snippet from an article. Oh, they've only got a little snippet of that. Well, okay. it's saying the penises were being sold as Hatha Jodi or a pair of palms because a monitor lizard's penis, when dried, resembles two clasped palms. These lizards, what? like certain other squamates, uh, have two penises that are held inverted within the body and are extended only during an e- erection. As if we've got back onto animal penises and we've found one accidentally that has got two penises, which means it's <laughs> called a hemipenes. Ooh. So Somebody's also Googled, can a monitor lizard love you? <laughs> well, it's got two penises, but I'm not sure love is the right word for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, I dread to think why someone's messaged. Oh, dear. Started out as just a cheap thrill. You know, like two penises, why not? I mean... It, no, I, I want so much more. I want love. I don't know if you've Googled <laughs> weird things before and then you just look at the questions. And you go down a rabbit questions. hole. Well... Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in rabbits anymore, though. Uh, I've moved on to lizards. Well, the other questions that come up related to this are, is monitor I'm feeling lucky. Well, yeah, because you've been down the rabbit hole. Is monitor lizard harmful to humans? Do orcas and again, have... depends what you're doing with it. Is that the same bloke? <laughs> Do orcas have two peni? Do male kangaroos have two peni? At first I was going to say it's quite... At least these people are using the word peni rather than penises. But actually, I don't think it's the right... Because then you think, oh, maybe there's a bit more sophistication in there. Mm. But actually, I don't think that's right because you wouldn't... It's not two peni. It should be two penises, shouldn't it? Is the plural... Anyway. Uh, well, obviously, I'm people now Googling peni. what's the plural of penis. Right. Penises. Yeah, I thought yeah. that. So people are just trying to be, I was going to say cocky, but people are trying <laughs> to be more clever. More clever? Is that right? <laughs> oh, God. Well, then... Is that the right use of this? More clever. I think you can more, say both more, more clever. clever or, no, you can say more... I mean, you can say more clever or cleverer. Yeah. I think both are correct. Okay. But you want to Google that as well. <laughs> anyway, all that... This is not where I thought this was going to go that, today. <laughs> because I hit my mon- the monitor <laughs> with a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about three minutes on lizard penises. Oh, God. Right then. Yeah. Where to now? Oh, God, who knows? I think we got quite a good selection of sound bites there from the previously section at some point. And if we ever make t shirts as well with slogans yeah. on. We've got some good slogans there. <laughs> you can use more clever or cleverer. As a exactly. comparative of clever, yes. you can use most clever or cleverest as the superlative. There you go. Well, I think we've rescued that and, and yeah. brought it back into highbrow territory a little Phew. bit there with superlative talk. Yeah. Some superlative effort on my part there. Well done to you. Uh, but let's not get onto my part, <laughs> otherwise we'll be back onto that subject again. Okay. Equal penis. We haven't done it yet. That's one thing we haven't done yet. Well, maybe next week is a treat. I was going to say you haven't done eagle things. (laughs) (laughs) It's a purely platonic. Right. This is silly. It is. (laughs)
And that's one thing we don't do on the podcast. No, we're... I've been very serious in very the main serious. because I've been doing the Ballad of Johnny Longstaff, our oh. theatre production about an anti-fascist hero from Teesside fought in the Spanish Civil War against Franco's fascists and all sorts of things. So it's been, I've been, you might not think that when you hear this podcast. <laughs> that's what I've been doing. Uh, I mean, I doubt the lady who wanted to shake our hands and had only shaken the hand of Harold Pinter before because the theatre production was that good. I don't think she's listening to this. I think she might have changed her mind. (laughs) But I might be wrong. Well, talking to the Ballad of Johnny Longstuff, actually, Ellen, yesterday's production was very interesting. Yeah. Because we had Phil and his guide dog, who we've mentioned Mm. before on the podcast, Elton. Yeah. It was Elton's first gig, or Elton's first trip out to theatre or anything like that. He had bells on. Not Phil. (laughs) Phil didn't have bells on. He's become a Morris dancer. (laughs) Elton had bells on. And and because Elton's never been to a gig before, he was on the front row, of course, as well, because there's more space for him to to lie. Yeah. Which I was a little bit worried about, because there's a bit in the show where I jump off the stage with my accordion. (laughs) And I was thinking, it's a bit dark. I can't necessarily see where the dog is. And the dog is a black Labrador. So it would... Camouflage in with the floor. Blends in with the floor. I was really worried that I was going to jump on the dog. (laughs) But before I could even think about that, the dog was already making his own musical accompaniment (laughs) to everything that was going on. Because he's not been to a gig before, he would be moving around quite a bit and then Phil was trying to get him back. Not like running around or anything like that, but just the slightest move just made the bells go. If it had taken the bells off, he wouldn't be able to really probably tell that the dog was moving. But, I mean, the first half isn't as... doesn't get as dark and... Serious. As the, the first way. half does. But even so, when Johnny's talking about why he's made the decision to fight fascism <laughs> and talking about going on hunger marches and all you can hear is the little bells going off now and again. And then the song comes. It's the first one where there's instruments in. There's an accordion, Jack's playing the bazooki. I'm looking in the corner of my eye. The trouble is as well, I can only see out of my left eye and I know, I'm pretty sure the dog is either in front of me or to my right. (laughs) And I know he's lying down on the front. And now I also know that he's a little bit fidgety, the dog. (laughs) And I know that he's trying to get forward near the stage and Phil's trying to pull him back. And I'm singing and I can't hear where the dog is because everything's too loud now because we've started playing the instruments and the jump is getting closer and I thought I can't not do the jump because the lighting is going to go on and it's going to focus on the floor where I'm meant to have jumped Yeah. so I've got to jump I'm thinking oh this is going to be this could be terrible (laughs) so I think well I know where the dog roughly is meant to be so I'll just jump to the left a little bit but I'm also a little bit worried because I'm thinking to the left is like a there's like a flag piece yeah there's a banner so if I jump onto that then I could pull the whole set down (laughs) so now it's a toss up between stage set collapse collapse and Potential dog death. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Peel, uh, there's only one. There's now the session, potential dog death. Um, <laughs> so I take a jump to the left, and fortunately, I jump onto the floor and I think, I've got away with this, it's absolutely fine. And I had got away with it, it, it was fine. But then I, um, as soon as I jumped, 
the dog began to bark. <laughs> <laughs> and in fairness to Elton, it's the first experience of this, and a man has just jumped, the, towards, jumped him. towards him with this instrument that he's never seen in his life. I mean, I say that, I make it sound like, if it was a, if it was a guitar, he'd be like, oh, I've seen that before. Fair but enough, I know what that is. I've not seen this diatonic instrument before. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the, 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 the squeezes. Uh, the dog begins to bark, and in fairness again to Elton, he didn't bark lots. It was maybe like two or three barks. But then I think that maybe made Elton a little bit more restless as the thing went on mm-hmm. and his bells began to jangle more and more. <laughs> so then we got off stage after the first half and uh, Sean had to go around. So we've never done this before, but Sean had to actually lead, uh, go back audience. out into the audience during the interval and uh, suggest to Phil that he might want to take his bells off. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And... Uh, Everything was essentially fine after that, although Elton was a little bit quite restless and uh, he did start to whimper uh, during a bit. It was a, it was a brilliant bit where he did whisper when... Uh, whimper? Whisper? <laughs> I could hear him whispering. He was trying to put me off. Yeah, You're I'm rubbish. Not, You're rubbish. I'm, I'm not convinced by this betrayal, no. David. <laughs> this is nothing like Arnold Pinter. I wouldn't shake your hand. <laughs> but then the trouble is, right at the end, there's a bit where I have to be in the right key because there's a bit of singing from Johnny, that's a recorded thing on tape. So it has to be in the right key, otherwise it just doesn't match up. And the dog began to whimper. (laughs) Elton began to whimper. Okay. That was me whimpering like a. I know what it. Well, I think Labrador. the listeners can probably work out what it. Oh, like a Labrador, of course. Because yeah. if it was a different dog, well, go then. Do we a terrier? <laughs> what? I don't know. All oh, right. Oh, was... but I know what Labradors and Retrievers sound like. Sound so what's like... the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the last one. <clears throat> that was like. Um, that was because I was trying was to, like... to laugh because of the That's face like... you were pulling. That's like a Labrador that might have been like a f- Frank on. Spencer in a previous <laughs> life. Anyway, so the dog was whimpering. So, oh, but before that, actually, when I did jump and the dog barked, because yeah. it was a song about rambling and the right to roam, I did make a, a hilarious joke about the fact that the reason the dog barked is because in a former life he used to be a gamekeeper. So, and the audience like that, so I got it. And there was another bit as well. I like well. that you've described it as a hilarious joke oh, yeah, as well. well. So, I know, if, I had, oh, if I had the recording of it, the audience reaction would, yeah. I think, live up to my yeah. testimony there. Yeah. And then there was another bit where the dog whimpered at the perfect moment. It was when Sean was talking about Vino. And I said, oh, that was perfectly choreographed in that song because as soon as you mentioned Vino, the dog gave a little whine. Yeah. And the audience, oh, the like audience loved it. So then the dog was, I was worried that the dog was going to whimper during that uh, bit and then it was going to put me off the key. And mm. I wouldn't know what key to come in because I have to start the singing in the in the right key. And I thought the dog starts whimpering, but fortunately there wasn't any whimpering at that point. It was absolutely fine. So uh, well done, sort of well done, Weldon. Uh, <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> Put your hand in my big box. Pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet. But then we press play. We'll hear what we get. It's time to play a game we call cassette roulette. Talking to Phil's, mm-hmm. here's a little message from regular listener Phil, a little voice message. If any listeners would like to leave voice messages, you can do that on the Facebook page. Yeah. 
you can obviously message the David Eagle Facebook page and you can leave a little audio message yeah. as Amore has done as Phil has done numerous times and uh, so we have a voice message from Phil and it's uh, all about last week's cassette roulette or it's inspired by last week's cassette roulette which was where we played various clips from talk shows and he tells us a little story about when he was at university one of his fellow students would regularly ring up a talk show mm-hmm. she was a regular caller she was in her early 20s but she used to do a, an old woman character and she used to act as if she had a husband and talk about the different arguments that were supposed to have had and disagreements who were supposed to have had and various different adventures she's supposed to have had out anyway at the end of the year they did a caller of the year award the people that the son got to vote for and uh, she won so obviously <laughs> she was like really unsure what to do she thought well I'm going to turn up I'm going to be 20s and I expect this old lady so she had to actually convince her grandma to go <laughs> and uh, collect the award on her behalf <laughs> It wasn't like Catherine Tate that he was at university with (laughs) and she was just developing Nan. Peter Cook used to do a similar thing. Yeah. Ring talk shows. I think when he retired, essentially, he would just ring up. You know, nowadays you'd do a podcast or something, but I suppose that wasn't around then, obviously. So he instead would just ring up talk shows. And and people didn't know it was Peter (laughs) Cook, but he would just amuse himself by being these different outlandish characters. (laughs) And then I think, actually, they've been released now. Oh, cool. So I think they're like available. There's a what's it called? Something at the ra- at the end of the rainbow. Or something. Oh. Type in Peter Cook Rainbow. <laughs> okay, over at Rainbows. Oh, it's a two CD album. There you go. Little recommendation for you there, listeners, if you would like to partake. But keep listening to the podcast. Oh, that's something better I can listen yeah. to. <laughs> Thanks, David, for that. <laughs> not, I've got, at least I've got something from this podcast. We've got David and Ellie either confusing themselves or Peter Cook being funny. I don't know what year we're on. I think we're probably about 98, 99, something like that. We're going to have some more clips from radio shows. In fact, I think all of these clips are from TFM again, mm-hmm. uh, the radio station in the Teesside area. I don't know who these two presenters are. They're very strange and um, let's play a game of spot the mistakes my breasts are as big as mountains please play some metal from dude dude. hey guys play Hanson Hanson MM Bop (laughs) yeah Mm Bop I was a (laughs) T.O.G. he's got the first mistake Hanson MM Bop Hanson (laughs) MM Bop okay mistake one hey Hanson Hanson MM Bop yeah, mm, bop. I was a TOG till I took my daughter to feel the noise loud. Now forget Terry Wogan, it's TFM for me. No, you've noticed that one? Uh, well, a, a TOG from Terry a Wogan tog. Yeah. was a TOG and had two Gs as well. This presenter has read, I was a TOG. Yeah. So he obviously doesn't know that Terry Wogan's That's fans are called TOGs. So gals, Terry's old gals and geezers. Way ho, way ho spells yo yo. Ha ha, weather's pants. Your show's great. Quality tonnage from. Now, my first thing is, <laughs> what the hell is he going on about? This texter, way ho, way ho, spells yo-yo. I don't what know. What does that mean? But then he obviously wrote quality tunage, and he's yeah. read it out as quality tonnage. <laughs> <laughs> See, every message he reads out, he makes a mistake in it. Ho spells yo-yo, ha-ha, weather's pants, your show's great, quality tonnage from Kev. My mate Dan wants you to play some metal. Please do, he's uh-huh. getting frisky in the back of my car. No, I'll tell you what we're going to play. More than a woman, a liar. It's a liar. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, I'll tell you what we're going to play. More than a woman, a liar. 
When you look at me, Christina Million. Now, I do like that track. <laughs> Christina Million. <laughs> so, and they're doing it deliberately, which I can't understand why they would be, but they, everything they say, they've got wrong. <laughs> Not to mention their mic technique with everything. They haven't got a pop shield on their mic. Neither have I. Well, no, but you're doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hand quality tonnage from Kev. Oh, that quality tonnage from, from Kev. Kev. It's all. Oh, what was going on on TFM later that night? So, is Outrage going to be number one? Well, we continue counting them down next to find out that new number one <laughs> on the Club TFM 10. So Did he forget how to speak in the middle of that? Because there were some weird pauses. Yes, but then did you also notice how he completely ruined the element of Jeopardy? Yeah. So is Outrage going to be number one? Well, we continue counting them down next to find out that new number one <laughs> on the Club TFM 10. <laughs> it turns out, though, that their adverts don't make any sense either. I mean, <laughs> listen to this one. Flying from Manchester, go the easy way by train, by train... <laughs> Fly the easy way by train. Get away. Flying from Manchester, go the easy way by train by Trans Pennine Express. No motorway hassles, no traffic jams, and no car park fees. Friendly, fast, and frequent, comfortable and convenient. When you've got to fly, get there the easy way by Trans Pennine Express. Get away. Take a train to the airport. Yes, it does. <laughs> but, but it doesn't mention that. I mean, nowadays, you know how gullible people are. You don't have to look at like the conspiracy yeah. theories doing the round on Facebook and what people believe. So they're like, hey, did you know you can fly by train now? Just by express. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's really comfortable, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> really convenient not to park the car. Hey, and the train station's a lot easier to get to than the airport, so oh, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> TFM, the number one station in the region, asked Glenn Crawford from Hartlepool Reproduction Centre what he thinks about radio advertising. We've been on the air. What the hell's Hartlepool Reproduction Centre? <laughs> no wonder this. You know, Hartlepool for a long time was number one for teenage pregnancies. No wonder if they've got a reproduction centre. TFM, the number one station in the region, asked Glenn Crawford from Hartlepool Reproduction Centre what he thinks about radio advertising. We've been on the air now for two to three years, and it just seems to get better. Why? What makes you say that? Every time we start a new <laughs> campaign... We... <laughs> so, they've obviously... This person's just recorded a message about... They've asked him to do radio, you know, say something about how radio advertising's helped his business. Yeah. Presumably for a massive discount. Surely they can just do it where he says because. Wouldn't it have been better to have yeah. gone, radio advertising really helped my business because... And then that's it. Yeah. Rather than, why? What makes you say that? <laughs> it was such an odd thing as well. Why not just... Why doesn't the voiceover just say, why? Why? Tell us why, Glenn. Rather than, why? What makes you say that? It's such an odd way of talking. And also, this person with the really thick sort of Hartlepool accent, and then this other person who's like really posh. And you can tell they're recorded in two different venues. Yeah. One's in a studio. One, it's, it's so odd. Seems to get better. Why? What makes you say that? Every time we start a new campaign, we see a definite increase in customers through the doors. Since we started advertising on the radio, we've found there's been less and less need to use other forms of media, as the results from the radio campaigns have been so successful. <laughs> He's clearly reading this. Yeah. Clearly reading it. Someone's just written this for him. And finally, Glenn, would you recommend advertising on TFM? 
I'd quite happily recommend advertising on TFM to anybody, unless, of course, they're one of our competitors. To find out more about Ruth... So he's not written that joke. Someone's written it and they've gone, oh, just read that out, Glenn. I would quite happily recommend... Advertising, advertising upon on the radio, radio. Unless they're one of our competitors. Because he's not reading it as a yeah. joke. He's not going, oh, unless, <laughs> of course, they're one, one of our competitors. competitors. Unless, of course, they're one of our competitors. To find out more about radio <laughs> advertising, call TFM Sales. You're talking to me? I don't need to find out more. Uh, I'm, I'm advertising on the radio. Did you not hear me? And who are you? They're one of our competitors. To find out more about radio advertising, call TFM Sales on Stockton 61571. Radio advertising definitely works. <laughs> radio advertising definitely works. Now, can I have me discount? <laughs> Uh, you said you'd give me a massive discount if I read this. Ah, hello. Oh, who are you? I'm Tom from the Jennings advert. They said they'd give me a discount as well, and they never. <laughs> now I've had a turn of me drink. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> anyway, that's a back reference there, listeners, to a previous episode of the Dirty Golf Podcast. Ah, how are you doing on that swing, Fiona? Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ellie. Yeah. So bearing in mind, it's Saturday night. This is what DJ they've got mixing up the hits oh, on. Excellent. So you've heard me DJing. I I'd argue that I wasn't that far off getting a spot on TFM with <laughs> this. Check out this little DJ mix here. See what you think about this. <laughs> I wish you could see my expression, David. Uh, this is making me feel very uncomfortable. Oh, will it stop soon? Oh. Actually giving me freaking shivers. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Bit of scratching over the top of this is working so well. You got that loop working. Do a bit of scratching. Just oh. ear rhythmic scrunching over the top. I'll tell oh. you what would improve it though, Ellie. Yeah. Wind your posse, wind your posse, wind your posse down. Posse <laughs> let down, posse let down. That's what it means. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Hartlepool Marina. The Alzheimer's Residential Centre. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Is the Alzheimer's Residential Centre in Hartlepool Marina? Because that doesn't seem very safe for people who are potentially I've, wandering off. I think this isn't this isn't an advert about how brilliant Teesside is. Okay. Oh no, no, the Teesside Development Corporation who are putting a lot of money into Teesside and these are the things that they've funded. Okay, well it is a good but thing to have an Alzheimer's centre but I wouldn't put it in a marina. What I find a little bit glib about this, and you'd have thought someone would have suggested this, maybe don't say the Alzheimer's Residential Centre with such like aplomb. Right. She oh. says it like it's absolutely the, the Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's Residential Centre. Hardly Marina. The Alzheimer's Residential Centre. <laughs> Support of residents for students at the University College Stockton. These are just a few of the many projects created by the Teesside Development Corporation. The future of Teesside is happening now. There we are. That's very loud music over there. You can't really hear what they're saying that much either. Poor yeah. mixing. Mm. Maybe it was that guy from the radio who mixed it. <laughs> <laughs> Next time there'll just be a little... Over the top. Leave that chicken alone, mate. <laughs> 
So Ellie, yeah, you've got something for me. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna open it up. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Why? What makes you say that? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So I mainly picked this one. I mean, there's not a lot of variety between a lot of the spam emails you get, but I just really. Oh well, that's great for our feature. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What makes you say that? <laughs> But uh, I just liked it because I liked the name of the person emailing. <laughs> okay, which doesn't say a lot for this message because I know the name. It's the one thing you told me, and I don't think the name of the person is particularly that funny or interesting. So okay, <laughs> say the name of the person. Wayne Hamrock. Why do you think that's a good name? I don't know. I just like Wayne Hamrock. <laughs> so that essentially that's the best part of. Uh, well, I haven't read the whole thing. Oh God. <laughs> Right. Well, because well, I was could about be terrible. to read it, and then you were like, "Stop reading." Yeah, stop reading to me. <laughs> oh yeah. Reading. Hang on. So you've literally seen <laughs> something. That's from when? No, no, no. You've cool. not read it. No. I said stop reading. I meant stop reading it to me. So it's a little bit of a surprise for the podcast, so that we can rely on my no, spontaneity no, no. and I my mean... wit and ingenuity to come in, not for you not to read it. <laughs> No, I, th I feel I feel that Wayne Hamrock would not lead us astray. <laughs> okay. So it's the email address is from Isbank of Turkey, which is a good start. Right. And then the the title of the email is Attention Fund Beneficiary. Attention Fund Beneficiary. I am Wayne Hamrock, Head of Inspection Unit, United Nations Inspections Agency in Columbus International Airport, Ohio. Well, you don't need the airport anymore, you can just get the train. <laughs> exactly. During our investigation, I discovered and... That's the kind of spontaneity and ingenuity we were talking about there, <laughs> doesn't it? It was really worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> During our investigation, I discovered an abandoned shipment... What did you... Oh, is it Anne capitalised? Yeah. Or maybe it's someone's name. <laughs> Poor Anne. <laughs> abandoned. I've discovered Anne. Abandoned. Where's, where's, where's Anne been abandoned? Anne abandoned shipment through a diplomat from United Kingdom, which was transferred to Columbus Airport. OK, so we're assuming that Anne is a person because it's capitalised. So Anne abandoned shipment. That's very reckless of her. <laughs> OK. To our facility here in Ohio, and when scanned, it reveals... Is an when someone's name as well? That's a Welsh name, isn't it? Is that capitalised? No. OK. Just but make but sure it was weird things. because the new sentence starts with to our facility here in Ohio. And when yeah. scanned, it revealed an undisclosed sum of money in two metal trunk boxes weighing approximately 110 kilometres... Uh, not kilometres. <laughs> <laughs> kilograms each. The consignment was abandoned because the content was not properly declared by the consignee as money. Rather, it was declared as a personal effect classified document to either avoid diversion by shipping agent or confiscation by the relevant authorities. I mean, that is a sentence there, isn't it? I mean, that's a very long sentence. That may be our long... We should have an award for longest... Yeah. We should do longest sentence award. Sentences. So what we'll do is we'll go back through the previous spams and we'll start doing n a longest sentence award. And should we do it as word count? <laughs> 37. 
37 words 37 long, words. It's almost like an academic sentence, but okay. really not. We're not sure if that's the winner yet. We don't Because know we yet. haven't checked it with the other ones. But we will do, and next week we'll have results <laughs> for you. The diplomat's inability to pay for non-inspection fees, among other things, are the reason why the consignment is delayed and abandoned. By my assessment, each of the boxes contains about $4 million or more. Mm. They are still left in the airport storage facility till today. The consignments, like I said, are two metal trunk boxes weighing about 110 kilograms each, internal dimension, width 61, by height 156, by depth 73 (laughs) centimetres, effective capacity 680 (laughs) litres. Why do we need to know this? Literally, what we need to know is... Like I said. Firstly, what has that got to do with with, with us? What's any of this got to do with us? He's not got to this point yet. And the second thing is, $4 million. That's the headline. We think it's got four... I'm pretty sure it's got at least $4 million in there. I don't even know the width, the height, no. um, what the internal dimensions are like, <laughs> what he had for breakfast. Just $4 it's, million. Dollars. Yeah. And what's this got to do with me? And they are still, till this day, at the airport store. So they're not facility. anymore. <laughs> Uh, the details of the consignment included your name and email on the official document from United Nations office in London where the shipment was tagged as personal effects slash classified document is still available with us. How? Who's going to fall for this? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, I've forgotten about, about right. that $4 million oh, dollars that I shipped from the United just, Nations in London to uh, Columbus, just, Ohio. Let me just check the dimensions again. Yeah. What does he say? Oh, that doesn't sound like my package. No. I think something's gone wrong there. Mine's 60, 60, not 61. Yeah. Oh. As it stands now... Oh, God, it's not going to go as it, how big it is when it's... When it's as it stands... <laughs> Uh, now, you have to reconfirm your full name, phone number, full address, so I can cross-check and see if it corresponds with the one on the official documents. Person to contact, Wayne Hamrock. Email cool. waynehamrock009 at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm ready to assist you in any way I can for you to get back this packages, provided you will also give me something out of it. Oh. Financial gratification, in brackets. You can either come in person or you so can... So on. This clearly is not an official thing now. No. He's gone rogue. Yes. I need all the guarantee that I can get from you before I get involved in this project. Sincerely, Mr Wayne Hamrock, Head Officer in Charge and Minister Service Inspection Unit. Wayne Hamrock there. Wayne Hamrock. He does sound like an American disc jockey. Yeah. You know. One that would do all the... Yeah, I was thinking. That's right. Wayne Hamrock here. Mixing up the music right on Seattle's favourite radio station. Wind your pussy, wind your pussy, wind your pussy down. With me, Wayne Hamrock. Boss liquor. <laughs> and now, it's time for Herbal Tea of the Week. Herbal Tea of the Week. Oh, God, no. That's what they'd say. They would. It's Wayne Hamrock. Herbal tea of the week. Some folks like plenty, others like tea herbally. But this is the feature that reviews herbal tea verbally. We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink, and then we will tell you what we think. Tea is the subject on which we will speak in our exciting feature. Herbal tea of the week. Okay, so this is... Our penultimate herbal tea of the week. We're into our ninth tea now. And as we say, our winner is tea pigs who lost last time they were bottom. 
Mm. when it came to the hot tea series. But in the, when it comes to cold brew, they're winning with their mint chocolate chip reveal. It is a birdhouse tea. It's Breathe Easy, which is a eucalyptus and mint blend. Ooh. So the description... A fresh cup of clarity to help relax and soothe you on days when you're feeling a little bit under the weather. Sit back, relax and breathe easy. Listeners will attest that's not today. (laughs) Certainly not under the weather. No. On top form. Yeah. (laughs) Firing on all of your cylinders. Uh, I've only got the one cylinder. I'm not like a a lizard. (laughs) Okay. Ingredients are eucalyptus, peppermint, fennel and licorice. And it says, enjoy hot or iced. And we are enjoying iced, of course, because it is the cold brew special. Lovely, Paul. Calm down, Elton. I'm not talking about you. There you go. Let's have a smell of this, then. Oh! Oh, my God. Good. And there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, fresh. Oh, it's lovely. The mint is coming out with that eucalyptus. It's like, oh, it's like I want to bath in it. It's lovely. It's like a, it's oil. I suppose because you get eucalyptus oil. So yeah, you, say you do. It's oily. And it's, but it's lovely. It's like, okay, I know what I'm going, I'm going for. Well, especially given that I have been a bit sniffly recently, I thought this would be quite good because if it's meant to, you know, clear your sinuses and stuff, let me bring up our notes on previous ones so I can put the score down. Okay, I'm ready. I know I'm going to say for smell. Are you ready, Ali? Yes. One, two, three, nine. nine. Yeah, Ooh. nine for us both there. Um, I feel it would get a ten if it was more intense, but it's it's kind of... There's still a subtlety there about it, which I like. Yeah, it's probably from the coldness, isn't it? Yeah, if it was hot, then I imagine this would really give off a lot and it would probably get the 10, but I don't know, but it's a lovely smell, though. Subtle, but lovely, and mm. it's 9 for us both, giving yep. it 18 for smell. Does that yep. give it the highest for smell? Um, it matches last week's Mirabelle Samovar. Ah, yeah. Let's have a taste then, Ali. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, goodness, what am I saying? <laughs> oh. There is a lightness to it. Mm-hmm. It'd be fascinating if we just played all of the times we, we talked about what things tasted like, because I'm sure we always say like, there's a lightness. Refreshing, yeah. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you can get like a minty tea and it can feel quite... Overpowering. Maybe. Yeah, and a bit heavy and... Oh, it's very but light. I can tell that... I think the fennel seeds have come out really well because it reminds me of... I make a fennel and honey cake and it's got that oh, to it. It's sweet, but it's not too sweet. It's not Do sweet in more? an acrid way. Yes, please. It's so refreshing. And it's... we know that I don't like licorice... Yeah. But this is lovely. And I do feel it kind of clearing through my brain. Oh, well, let's do the podcast again. (laughs) I mean, that is liquid heaven. Mm. For me, it's just delightful. And I feel it really loosening my throat. You know, sometimes I've said that it makes my throat a bit tight or there's a bitter feeling. This hasn't done that. You might even notice my voice has gone a bit lower. It feels like it's loosening my throat (laughs) and it feels like it's really. 
It's giving oh. you a deep throat. We're going to have to review it now for test. Are you ready, Ali? Uh, yeah. Okay, after three. One, two, three, ten. ten. Oh, <laughs> it's happened. It's happened. It's happened. So, unless I'm missing something, we have a new winner. I think, yeah, I think we do. And rightly so. Deserved. I'm not backtracking on that. I don't think that's unjust. Mint chocolate chip, bloody lovely. But mm. that, and the thing is as well, I think it's, in some ways, I think like a mint chocolate chip thing, although obviously it didn't do too well the, the crown caramel one before, but yeah. I think it can have a bit of an advantage because if, if you if you kind of get the chocolatey taste right, yeah. then that does something to the brain, doesn't it? And your taste buds, and it goes, oh, it's chocolatey, oh, yeah. it's lovely. And in some ways there, you could say it's got an unfair advantage. So I think for this to pull ahead is absolutely brilliant, but it's, it's completely different to the chocolate yeah. one. That is just so smooth and fresh and light and delightful. Oh, it's a deserved win. And Ellie, tell us how much it's won by. Our, our previous one, of course, Mint Chocolate Chip, was on... 36. And this has got... 38. 38. Out of 40. Yes. Too right it is, Binny. Bloody lovely cup of tea, more like. <laughs> it's, it's, you want to do another version? Um, I was a bit too late for that. <laughs> she thinks she died like 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, now you tell us, David. Don't ruin the Bloody mood. lovely cup of tea. That's really good. Thanks. It's really good. Put a <laughs> crackling effect over the top of that, Ellie. Well, I'm not sure I can physically do that oh, myself. I could do that. <laughs> but I could do like the old record crackle. Yeah. And also, if you... Uh, Cup okay. your thing around your hands like this. Yeah. You're cupping your hands like that, so, you, <laughs> so it's more like a gramophone. <laughs> Think you need to take two, a two, two, like this. Because <laughs> my impression of like the crackling would be. So look, watch me? this, for yeah. instance. So this is how I the old records sound. <laughs> Ah, that's all like it. Where I'm cutting my hands now. Yeah. So if I did, for instance, the song uh, I don't know if you've heard. Uh, so there's, this, there's an old song by Billy Williams, I think it is, and it goes like this: When Father painted the parlor, you couldn't see half a piece. Dabbing it here, dabbing it there, there were paste and paper everywhere. Kids were stuck to the ceiling, mothers stuck to the floor. Have you ever seen such a blooming family, sir, stuck up before? And the trumpets. Anyway, so basically, I mean, so probably don't need to, to do a nice cup of tea now, but. There you go. There we go. Maybe this off. As the record goes off. Well. <laughs> I'm not sure that's Ish. where I thought this evening would be going. Or, if you're doing like a record crackle, maybe something yeah. like, because uh, it's got to have more like the... In, so you put the record on. You're getting out the sleeve there. It's me again. I'm just doing all this with my mouth. I put the record on. At some point, we'll have to see if Richard can do some of his sound effects for us. Oh, yeah, your brother. He's really, really good at making... So he, Ooh, um, he could do sound effect of the week. He worked it out. I think he got... Did he? Oh, I'm glad about that. He shouldn't have stuck it up there in the first place, but... Uh, oh, bloody hell. 
Anyway. I think he got inspired when we watched Spaceballs and there was the guy who was talking about the, the bleeps, the sweeps and the creeps. And they're like, what? And like, the bleeps, the... And the sweeps, the... I mean, that's pretty good. And then the creeps, which are... Anyway, it's the guy who that's also really did... Um, Police Academy. Yeah, Police Academy, yeah. And Richard could do it, and he can do, like, suction cups going up walls, and he can do a good boomerang or helicopter wow. noise. Ah. Sometimes, and he's very good at birdsong. So we'll have to... Yeah, we'll have to get he's him He's very on. shy, though. Maybe we never get him to talk. He just does the noise. We'll just go, Surely he'll just do he the just noise. just do the noise, and we'll not say that it's my brother Richard. We've just said it's your brother. <laughs> I know. I mean, forget that, listeners, OK? Anyway, we've moved on, but that was Herbal Tea of the Week. And oh, you yeah. winner. <laughs> a bloody lovely cup of tea. I've got a record now. A bloody lovely cup of tea. All oh, the records got stuck. Tea, 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 tea. We just not do that, would you? Well, I don't know. I don't know uh, what your yeah. hand signals at me when How you just... It? Punching me in the face. I've got it. That's the needle. And we shall end, of course, as we often do, with a randomly selected file from the index of all the various sound clips that we play on the podcast. I'll shuffle them up and just press the button and we'll see what the sound will be. Are you ready, Ellie? Yeah. From me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. Goodbye. Bye. Ah, just pulled the... What did I do that for? <laughs> what an idiot. You're bloody weird. <laughs> <laughs>